0: To the latest episode of the Clinical Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Earl, uh, and today we're going to be going over a, an altogether quite common uh, theme that I hear and have heard uh, over the last, um, you know, nine months, uh, eight, eight almost nine months here with coaching some of my private practice clients uh, on the consulting side. And so I thought I would just share a bit of an insight based off of a conversation I recently had with someone, and I know um, if you are struggling with some of the same things that um, we talk about, or at least I'm, I'm going to discuss, then just know first of all that you're not alone. It means you're human. It means you're running a business. You're running. You're, you're trying to run a successful one, and it, it just means that you're running into some obstacles. And sometimes it's helpful to just know that you're not alone. So that's the point of today's episode is to just share with you some of the tips, some of the insights that I give some of our private practice owners on our weekly calls and in our weekly group mastermind. So let's dive in. Um, the topic of conversation has to do with um, the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial conundrum, which is we are very good in the entrepreneurial sector. We're very good at idea creation um, but where things start to really uh, bottleneck for us is not on the idea uh, itself, but on the execution or the implementation of the idea. And so we do a really good job of going to courses and learning new, you know, reading books and consuming a lot of material, even on podcasts and even in books and on social media. We do a really good job of consuming material and we do a very... Uh, myself included, we do a very poor job of actually creating. We we consume way more than we create. And we think we, 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 we're good at creating ideas, but we're not very good at following them all the way through from the, the beginning to the end, if that makes sense. We're good at creating ideas. That's the one thing we're good at creating. However, things often hit some rocky terrain in business when we realize that we are running into more ideas than we are executing on those ideas. And and make sure you hear me when I say that doesn't mean that we have to be the ones doing it, but it does mean that we've swung out of balance from idea creation to implementation. So this very question came up in my own mastermind um, that I'm a student in. And uh, so this was the question. The question is, how do I go from someone who knows a lot to someone who does a lot, and uh, it's a good question. It's a fair question, um, and so I thought I would just go through kind of what the group discussed uh, within my own, you know, mastermind. And uh, and so hopefully you guys can get a lot of important information and some valuable uh, context behind. It's not enough anymore to just know a lot. We also have to be able to do. Uh, and I, I'm not saying we have to do a lot, but we have to do the right things. And so that's actually where we're going to start. So to answer the question, how do I go from someone who knows a lot to someone who does a lot? And the first thing that it starts off with is absolute clarity on what you want, whether that's within your business or within your life. It has to start with clarity. Um, the second thing is just because you think of an idea, there are some follow-up questions to make sure that it, it is abundantly clear that you should act on this idea. And here are some questions to ask yourself to think about before you race off and take this from idea to, um, to implementation. So you have to get abundantly clear. And here's some questions is, can I do this? And then you almost immediately need to ask yourself, should I do this? Because those are two fundamentally different questions. Just because you can do something does not mean you should. The next thing is to address and have a real close, intimate conversation with yourself. And this, some would say, is honesty. Some of you need to be very honest with yourself that if you think of something and you know you're not going to do it, then don't guilt yourself for something you haven't done based off an idea that you shouldn't. Have acted on anyways. So you have to be honest with yourself. Some of that means you think of 10 really good ideas and you've acted on three of them and you have seven in in the queue to work on. Don't worry about it, but don't lie to yourself and tell you that you know you're you're not achieving, you're not sufficient, you're not enough. You have to be absolutely honest with yourself. And that goes both ways. You have to be honest with yourself that you don't have the bandwidth to take something else on. Or you have, to, you have to be honest with yourself that I can do this, but I don't think I should. I can do it, but I don't think I should. And then the third point that I wanna make is you have to evaluate your calendar. You have to know your calendar. You have to be very rigid uh, with your calendar because if you're not rigid with your calendar, somebody else will. Someone else will take over your calendar very quickly. And if I were to open up any one of your calendars and look at what you do from a Monday through Sunday perspective, I would very quickly see, or I won't see, evidence of your habits. I would see when you're treating. I would see when your dedicated family time is allocated. I would see extracurriculars. I would see date night. I would see all sorts of other things that are immovable, that are rigid. I am very rigid with my calendar. It is something that I implore all of you to begin with. If you don't know what to do, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you know a lot of things and you execute on very little, first look at your calendar and look at your calendar and say, where in my day am I spending time doing things that I shouldn't be doing? Where can I get margin back in my calendar? And that's just a tactical thing. Look at the calendar. It's one of the first things I look at when it comes to coaching clients. First thing, uh, well, first thing I look at is their calendar, very quickly followed by their pricing model. How are they pricing for profits? But but one of the first things we have to discuss is the elephant in the room, which is where are you putting your time, your attention, and your focus? And that would be evidence. Uh, there, there would be evidence of that on the calendar. The fourth and final point that I want to make is when you create a business, you are very rigid in your calendar. You are working when you say you're going to work and you're getting things done that you're going to uh, get done. And you get your, when you say you're going to get it done, you get it done. Now, it's a whole different animal when you start building a team because the culture of accountability starts to um, start. It's a positive feedback loop here. The culture of the team continues to get the right things done. And so that means your job is you have to maintain the highest possible standards within your business. And that means you have to hold other people accountable. And one of the biggest mistakes that I've ever made is when I hold myself to incredibly high standards, I I also have to realize that other people don't have those high standards for themselves. So they will give me the highest possible standards that they have for themselves, which doesn't match what I'm asking them to do. So I cannot jump in and take something off their plate because it doesn't meet uh, meet my standards. I have to trust that them getting something 80% and done is better than me being nitpicky about the final 20% of something and me jumping back in to finish the task. Again, I don't want to jump back in and do something, do. I don't want to be doing a lot within my business when it's already been delegated, but I have to hold people accountable to what has been asked of them. And that comes in the form of, I know a lot, but I don't do a lot of the right things. So again, just to just to follow through, follow up, it starts with getting abundantly clear on if this is something you actually want, or if this is something you don't want to do. And you need to ask yourself, can I do this? And then should I do it? I hope this is helpful, guys. I really do. Um, we're going to get into a little bit more of kind of my coaching style, my consulting style with private practice owners, chiropractors, physical therapists. And and because I've seen this over and over again over the last eight, almost nine months, I do feel compelled to share a little bit of my coaching style and my coaching accountability with my clients. And so if you could like, share, you know, um, send this to a buddy, send this to a friend that's that feels like they're you know spinning their wheels or juggling all their plates as an owner operator within their business, you know perhaps it's time that they seek some accountability within their own practice as well. And uh, I would be glad to schedule a discovery call and and discuss what is going on within everyone's business, what, what's going on within your business, what challenges you're facing, what obstacles you're facing, and how I might be able to help you make better decisions with your time. Uh, I'll leave you with a quote from my mentor. Uh, very successful businessman, very very successful, and um, an even better person. But whenever I talk to him, uh, and we have a weekly call. Whenever I talk to him, uh, he constantly reminds me that money is important. You know, it it does. It, it is a it is an energy. It's a form of energy, and it it's it flows. And there's good times, and there's you know rough times. But really, as a as a person, as a leader within a business, and as a leader within a family the only asset you truly have is your time. And so I hope you remember that this week. Go off, go back to your clinics, go back to your families um, and keep in mind that you only have time as an asset. So I hope you enjoyed today. Uh, We'll do a couple more of these shorts in the coming days and weeks, but that's all I've got for you today. I appreciate you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Until next time, bye.